Recording live from a room someplace in Chicago. You're listening to Smallfish Radio Theater and Thespinarium. Approximately 20-minute variety hour. We're your hosts, Herzovi and Green. We're sharing the podcast waves with Joy Thorbjornson Coates and Miss Kitten. Along with Sharon Phillips and Mark Cater. Let's jump right into Once Upon a Thespinarium, a weekly flash fairy tale to keep you dreaming. Today's story is about. It's about. What? But aren't you going to shout trolls? No. Well, that's rather unfortunate. What? The one time I don't say trolls, the story's about trolls? Mm, something like that. Ugh, figures. Ahem. <laughs> Once upon a time, in a deep, dark alley, there lived a teeny, tiny troll named Frank. Now, most people would call Frank a rat, but as most rats know, rats are really trolls. How did they come to be that way, you ask? Well, according to Frank's great-great-grandpa Frank, when all of the trolls were rounded up from under all the bridges by the wizard, they were given two choices, become troll dolls or be turned into rats. Frank's family chose the latter. Anyway, Frank lived in a neighborhood that was undergoing gentrification. So while he and his tribe built lovely homes all over the area, the wrecking crews destroyed them in seconds. No eviction notices posted, no fair warning. So Frank and his family were forced to relocate immediately. To make matters worse, the neighborhood didn't want his kind hanging around. There were wanted posters in the alleys and feral cats around every corner just waiting to give them the boot. Their only recourse was to dig themselves a trench under the garages of the old-timers' homes where there was still dirt and some grass and wait it out. Because Frank's wife, Frances, was pregnant and they needed a safe place, the only remaining garage with dirt was across the street. If they wanted to get to it first, before all the other displaced trolls, they would have to cross in daylight rather than wait for nightfall. So they did. School buses abounded, children screamed, mothers shrieked, and construction workers tried to smash them with shovels as they scurried through the minefield. Even the feral cat was not stupid enough to cross the street when school was getting out, but they made it. They quickly began to dig a hole right next to the barbecue grill to catch whatever would fall from it. Once they were settled into their hole, Frank poked his nose out to look around. Pretty garden, lots of grass, some hosta coming up that would hide the hole perfectly and... (gasps) How could he have not smelled the dogs? And Francis had just gone into labor. He ran back toward the hole, noticing a dead rabbit carcass on his way. The next two weeks were fraught with danger as Frank tried to feed his family while avoiding the rat poison that materialized pretty immediately. Eventually, like the others, he and his family traveled back to the place from whence his ancestors came, under the bridge at the river a block away. The only place trolls were safe. 
There they managed to live happily with all the other displaced trolls, muskrats, squirrels, and the occasional coyote. The moral of the story is, nothing lasts forever. Love using a hammer but keep hitting yourself on the thumb? Does your husband hide hammers on you because he thinks hammering is a man's job? Or do you need to hammer quietly in hospitals, churches, or while your hammer-hiding husband is sleeping? Looks like you need the velvet hammer. Quiet as a mouse, but packing a wallop. You can board up a room while your hammer-hiding husband sleeps inside and he'll be none the wiser. Easy on the thumbs and comes in red, black, green, and new crushed zebra bimbo print. The Velvet Hammer, when you need to hit it softly. Welcome to the new and improved Holy Mackerel School of Etiquette. The Write-In Show, where we, the Miss Mackerels, help you with your stickiest social situations. Us featuring special guest, Uncle Bottom, truth teller extraordinaire. Today's special audience, the kids we found playing in the alley. Hello. Hello. Pleased to be here. Pleased Hello. to have you. So, kids, what's your question for us? I heard my daddy talking about swingers the other day. What's a swinger? Does that mean the neighbors are getting a swing set? They don't have any kids. Oh, my. Didn't know that word still existed. No, no, they're not getting a swing set. Why not? Well, sometimes married people get bored, and they like to be with other people. On the swing set? No, 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 not like that. Did daddy say he liked swingers? He said swingers were bad, but Mommy said sometimes they're nice people. She said they were harmless. Well, when someone is married, it, it means they usually... They're stuck! That's what Mommy says. In a way, yes. And someone who is a swinger decides they are going to be married, but do not be stuck. Mommy and Daddy never play on the swings. See, and if they did, Mommy probably wouldn't be a little jealous of the swingers next door. So you go home and tell your mommy and daddy to get swinging on their own, yeah? That's all the time we have for today. Until next time, if there is a next time. So, uh, ladies, uh, I got a swing set I could show you in the backyard. <laughs> oh, please. Hello. And welcome to Marlon McJuckin's Adventure in Everyday Horror, the show where we explore the mildly horrific in daily life. Today's topic, awkward social moments. Yes, we've all had them. Scenario one. You're at a bar when someone across the room waves. You wave back enthusiastically only to realize you're not the intended wavy. Embarrassing. Scenario two. You're introducing your significant other to friends at a party when your mind suddenly goes blank. It's only a second or two, but it feels like an eternity. Hurry before... Too late. 
your significant other has introduced her or himself. Winter has come early. Think about it. It's time once again for arts events we think you should know about. Performance artist Mary Catherine Mary will be installing herself in the parking lot of Kmart every weekend for the foreseeable future. Saturdays only, location will be spontaneous. If you see her, take a photo and post it on Instagram. Roadkill Taxidermy will be presenting an exhibition of restored roadkill on the side of US-1 sometime this summer. Try not to get distracted and drive off a cliff. Time for Real Lives Of, the show where you get to experience, almost firsthand, some of the weirdest lives on the planet. Today's real-life guest, Professional Cuddlers. Hi there. Someone requested some cuddling. Oh, yes, that was me. Right this way. Oh, no, no. No cuddling in bedrooms. That's a different service. Couch, picnic blankets, lounge chairs, floors. No beds, bathtubs, or backs of cars. Oh, well. I guess we could use the couch here. Um... Is that cat hair? Just a little. I'm allergic to cats. Sorry. How about we head out to the yard on a blanket? It's raining. How about the lounge chair on your deck? It's broken. Hmm. I can hold your hand across the kitchen table for a reduced fee. Okay. How long? Long as you want. Under two hours. So, can I ask, why don't you cuddle your cat? He doesn't like me. He belonged to my girlfriend. She left. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, would you like to play Scrabble? We could do it with one hand. Sure. That'll cost extra. I don't mind. I have tons of money. Oh, really? <laughs> Tell me all about it. And there you have it. Real lives of professional cuddlers. Greetings, and welcome to This Week in Better Health, where we give you simple guidelines on how not to get sick and keel over. This week, we recommend quitting your job. You heard correctly. Quit. Celebrate with a vodka. Perhaps the stress of having no income will be too much for you. but. You'll get over it, or die trying. Like your job? Good for you. You're on the road to good health. Until then, wash your hands, drink your water, and get your sleep. Hello, folks, and welcome to This Week in Collective Anxiety. Sharing the angst to make it a little less angsty. This week, 
the downfall of our democracy by a nuclear annihilation. Oh, yeah, there's that, but... But what? Food allergies. Oh, right. I mean, what if I suddenly become lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant? How will you have beer? Or pizza? The world might come to an end without beer and pizza. And cookies. Don't forget cookies. It just keeps getting worse. There's always gluten-free. What's the point? Green, are you lactose and gluten intolerant? No. Do, do you have any allergies at all? No, but, but it could come on suddenly. Are those hives on your neck? Where? Maybe you're allergic to thinking about being allergic. I, in fact, am allergic. It's a drag. To what? Lima beans, duck, and walnuts. Tune in next time when we talk about, oh, God knows what. Greetings, fellow travelers on this road that is the ribbon of life winding through and about and around. Today's message of hope and peace should be received in a yoga pose we like to call Found of 50. Bend over and reach out with your dominant hand toward a crisp new $50 bill at your feet while raising your opposing hand to the sky in praise. All inhale. Reach and hold the pose while you imagine how you will spend that $50 and exhale. <sighs> and now I give you Miss Stella with your horoscope. Yo there. Today, think about love. Just think about it. Doesn't matter what is the object of your affection. Could be the leaf on the ground or your pet hedgehog. Just think about love. And then love something. Anything. Even this show. And as we inhale... <sighs> And exhale once more. We bid you Namaste. Tonight on Bastard Peace Theater, the tale of the two sexist princes stuck searching for princesses. We join them after a long race to the place where the sleeping princess lies. Are we even sure this is the right one? Of course. I mean, there are two. Which one has a better future? I don't know. My server was down. I only got the press release. Did you read the profile? Yes. Serious investment portfolio. So maybe we should take a look. You think she can ride a horse? One would hope. The width of this casket has me concerned. You know I go for the wafy type. Wonder how long she's been in there. Does it matter? Uh, there's some moss growing. We at least open it and uh, see if it's worth committing. Since we're here, I suppose. And she's supposed to be a blonde with wide eyes and extraordinary skin. Extraordinary skin. And this other one? The one you didn't tell me about? Uh, well, they all claim extraordinary skin, but, uh, but, but this other one, in amenities, not so much. A bunch of little men, a cottage, but she cleans and is perpetually wishing... Oh, gross. Don't tell me she sings, too. To birds. How come there aren't any mute princesses? That's my question. All I need is a hot, mute, blonde princess with a lot of amenities. Anything else? About the other one? Well, that's all the brochure said. 
Only a brochure, huh? Yeah, but this one had a website. Well, chopping those brambles to get up here was nothing to scoff at. I think I have a sliver. I hate to waste it. Might as well. Whoa! Words failed to express my sentiments. I'm going to see about that other one with the little men. I like that kinky realm anyway. Hold on, hold on. Maybe it's a trap. How so? Well, you know, the whole frog subtext. But that was the frog prince. Not sleeping whatever here. She's supposed to be sleeping beauty. What do they take us for? Maybe it's a test. Frankly, I'm getting tired of the whole prince thing. Slaying dragons, smiting evil stepmothers, kissing young women who wake up with serious odors emanating from their mouths and gook in their eyes and, and don't even get me started on the long underwashed hair hanging from towers. My back is still out from slipping down those slimy tresses. It's not worth the trouble. My HMO doesn't pay for the chiropractor, and I always feel like I need a shower after coming into contact with all this festering princess breath. Mm, tell you what, if she doesn't turn into a princess when she wakes up, we ride off into the sunset together to find the one with the little men. I'm going in. You ate him. You what? Eat princes? Oh, oh no, I'm not a prince. This crown? Oh, I was holding it for someone. Bastard piece. Funded by the Will and Darlene Gin Mill Foundation and Geezer Cruise Line, where the geezers get it on. It's that time of year again. The time of year when the condition of your lawn determines your standing in the community. Depending on where you live, of course. We here at the Lawn Salon feel your pain when you can't control that bare patch or your sun just doesn't mow in even lines. Never fear, we will rush over and comb and style your grass just in time for the morning rush. Whether you prefer a straight up style, a comb over for bald spots or stripes, we'll have your lawn looking appropriate in a jiffy. For an extra $5, we can comb in concentric stripes that will put your neighbor's straight stripes to shame. Our special grass combs don't tear or tangle, but leave it looking smooth and touchable. Soon you'll have everyone wanting to party on your patio, the lawn salon. You'll be the envy of the cul-de-sac. 
And that's all for this week's Small Fish Radio Theater's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell, a good joke, a bad poem, a hellacious haiku, a flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how you can be our special guest. And thanks to today's contributors, Trina Kakasik and MJ Kelly. If you like what you heard, head to our website at smallfishradio.com or find us on iTunes. Wherever you go to listen, it's always free! This approximately 20-minute variety hour featured the talents of Mark Cater, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Michael Herzobi, Joy Thorbjörnson Coates, and MJ Kelly. Directing and sound design by Trina Kakasik. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Smallfish Radio Theater is produced by MJ Kelly and Trina Kakasik. Thanks, thanks for listening! listening.